tragic death of Lisa Curry and Grant Kenny's daughter. 33-year-old Jamie Kenny lost her battle with a long-term illness. It has made headlines because of her her famous parents, mm-hmm. and we've had Lisa Curry Kenny on the show before, and they're an amazing family. But to have a 33-year-old uh, girl lose her life, and they did, did say a long time illness of Jamie, mm-hmm. and it was one of the most Googled because I guess people wanted to, to know what it was, and she was being treated in a private clinic up in the Sunshine Coast for eating disorders, mm. and apparently had been in and out for some time. And I, my heart breaks to find out that someone's lost their life through that because there would have been a lot of girls in the clinic um, that I've been to over the years that never would have come out as well and you just go it's it's soul destroying but I wanted to mention some, something because I was I was really bad but I've come through and I think when you see these headlines it's really hard for people that are experiencing eating disorders and also the people that are caring for them yeah yeah that's tough because that's really hard and mm. there's men and women who have suffered from it as mm. well to not think that you can come out of it and I didn't think that I would be here and, to be honest, be able to eat in a relaxed fashion. I never thought I would even be able to eat anything that was on a banned list. Mm. How long were okay you uh, dealing with that for? Like, how long were you? In, did you go into... Are they called institutions or are they called hospitals? Um, inpatient and outpatient and eating disorder clinics I went to. Um, I and, and a different rehab because I started getting... Probably, I always had issues with it. I was always wanting to be focused on thin and I did ballet and my parents are quite um, attached to physical attributes. Mm. So I had that sort of pressure growing up and pressure I put on myself. And then when I was 18, I met a, a guy who was a bodybuilder and was obsessed with what I was eating and I went out for dinner with him once and he's like, no, you don't want pasta, mm. eat the chicken. And then once I had banned food and I forced myself to throw up and then that was a cycle because I thought, oh, I've got a secret weapon mm. and it's not. And then that would be the only food I would consume. And I got down to, I would have been about, well, I know exactly what I was, I was 36 kilos. That's crazy. My periods had stopped. I had hair on my, um, my arms. I had... Um, like sores on my knuckles mm. from throwing up so much. How old were you when you were that way? Um, it would have been maybe around about 19. What is I was so working at Thunders and then I had time out. And I remember going to a clinic and I was so devastated because I wasn't the thinnest. Mm. That's crazy, isn't it? And then I, I, I did gain weight and it was always so hard because your day would be ruined if your scales was too high. Mm. And it would just, it would be ruined. And then I'd exercise for an hour. I'd take amphetamines to get it down. Everything was just so consuming of it. And I hated myself for putting pressure on my parents for it as well. And they didn't understand. I grew up with boys and my dad, they would be like, it's just ridiculous to eat. And then the hard thing is with many people is you are scared of recovery. Mm. You're scared of being normal. I had a psychiatrist who sat and was like, what would it mean if you put on weight? And I remember looking at her thinking, how horrible that you want me to look like you and you're overweight. Mm. So you, to you, anyone who was of normal weight, you saw them as fat? I didn't want to be like them. Mm. But it's also a sense of control. I wasn't happy with my life. And that was what I could control. Mm. But, you know, there's even people that would look at me who are really suffering that go, oh, God, if she's recovery, I don't want to be her size. And I yeah. totally get that. But how, how does the brain work in that situation where... You look at yourself, and the way you described yourself mm. there with the sores and the hair, and you look sallow and you My look sunken. My skin was awful, yeah. But when you look in the mirror, you see that as beauty. How does that work? It's not really beauty. I see it as success. Right. I used to be happy when I had size six jeans that mm. I needed a belt for. But that you don't was, see how bad you look. That was achievement. Yeah. You know, and, I, yeah. and it's, 
it's a weird sort of cycle for it. And I made a conscious effort that I wanted to, to get better because I couldn't keep food down anymore. Mm-hmm. And I remember I used to always hate being around people after I ate because I needed to throw up if I had to. And mm-hmm. I would never go out for dinner. But I had a steamed veggies one night and I had sauce on it. And I was upset that I had tomato sauce on it because it had sugar in it. Mm-hmm. And I remember mum stayed with me and I was like, I'm so unhappy. I just need to leave. And she's like, no, it's okay to feel something in your stomach. Mm. And I was like, this is just not really living. And it's strange because I'd actually carry on a normal life as well. Like I'd meet my friends out at clubs after they'd gone out for dinner mm. and I would take Diet Coke cans in my bag because I'd be scared that they would... Put, um, put sugar Coke in it. Yeah. So I'd take that and put it. And then I, I went to a lot of therapy and this is my thing that if you feel like you can get over it yourself, I would say, no, you need professional help. Because the amount of years that you let it go, it takes longer for recovery. And I left it too many years um, before I permanently sought help. And then it did. And I would say meeting Scott was a saviour as well because I'd never had dinner with someone. And I had dinner with him. And I remember going, I think I'm, I probably should tell you that I'm recovering from an eating disorder. And his sister-in-law, his stepsister's anorexic. And he's like, yeah... And he was like, I don't think we're going to do that anymore. Mm. And it was the first time I was probably open with someone mm. about it. I read a, uh, the book, The Resilience Project, and it's based, a lot of that is on the fact that his sister had an eating disorder. Mm. And he says in it that it makes him angry. In the start, it made him angry because he would just say, just eat. Yeah. He said, why mm. would you just eat? You, our family would be fixed if yeah. you would just eat. Did you find that from your, I guess, your parents and your siblings' side they couldn't understand because to them it was just simple as if you eat, it will stop, it will be okay. My saviour would be my mum going to a clinic herself and she went to a self-help group to understand it because she Mm. didn't. Um, And I think that helped for her understanding of it. But yeah, my brothers and that were very much like that. Mm. I just, I don't really understand what you're doing and it's hard because you think people have, you know, cancer that they haven't chosen and you're chosen Mm. to make yourself sick. But it's just... But you haven't chosen. It just, it was it, just it so complex. From the yeah. yeah. And I, I just, the reason I just want to say it is because I, I want people to know that you, you can get better and you can honestly find peace with food and your weight and your body and you can honestly love it. Because I never thought that I would be at calm and peace with myself now. Well, we and can't, enjoy. We can't stop you now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny, like in, enjoying food. Yeah. No one going through it does, and I just my, my heart goes out to those that are also caring for those people, mm. and especially to um, the Kenny family because they would be in a world of pain. There's a lot of great organisations out there who can help as well. And if you're, if you know, if you're hearing this and you you want you need help or you know someone who needs help, Lifeline's there, thirteen, eleven, fourteen. Also, the Butterfly Foundation um, do great work as and well. And they helped Butterfly. me out as well. Yeah, but I will say with the Butterfly um, Foundation, they have got a lot of calls at the moment. Right. So please leave a message. They will call you back. I met a lovely lady there, and I stay friends with her. She just said that they will get to you. And they've got their website too, butterfly.org.au. It's Stav, Abby, and Matt here at B105.